0: And as long as you have that experimentation mindset of like, I'm doing this, not because I know it's gonna work. It's because I'm going to see if it's going to solve my problem. And if it doesn't, I'm gonna try something new.
1: The future of dentistry belongs to the innovators. Welcome to Innovation in Dentistry. I'm your host, Sean Zayas. And I believe that the future of dentistry is going to be unbelievably great over the next decade and two decades. But the question isn't that. The question is, are you gonna be part of what makes dentistry great. So, I'm incredibly thankful that I have the opportunity today to interview Dr. Ingrid Mira and I'm going to set the stage in a little bit. But first, let me just say, Dr., thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm honored.
1: So, I just met you at the DEO and pretty much what happened was uh, we're sitting at a table. Um, I don't know if it was lunch or breakfast, but I just heard you sharing with some other doctors about what it is that you were doing. And there was definitely a lot of passion, uh, a lot of conviction. And I'm thinking, okay, whoever this person is, she's absolutely crushing it. Like everyone was just like leaning in, hanging on every word that you were saying And at one point, you dropped something that just had me completely hooked. So we'll probably get to that. Um, But actually, I I need you to say, what is it that you're doing right now? Um, What what is this amazing passion project that is way more than a passion project now? You're actually bringing it to market. Um, What is Two Front?
0: Yeah, I'm dying to know what you heard, like what that hook was.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll let you know.
0: Um, we, so we're a, North, a virtual orthodontic practice for dental offices. So, you know, because of these mail order aligner companies went into people in the world to now want to straighten their teeth. But I learned in residency that to get high quality care, you need an orthodontist. There's no way around it. There's no AI to replace us. Um, Invisalign is just tool. And if it's not done by an orthodontist, you're not getting high quality care. Not only that, you can not get results and you can mess up your bite But the problem is that 60% of US counties don't have an orthodontist and orthodontists are really expensive. They're the number one most in-depth professional in the country. So we've basically built a private practice platform for orthodontists to run virtual practices and connect them to dental offices so that dentists can offer their patients full service orthodontics with that kind of convenient consumerized experience that patients are looking for nowadays.
1: That is amazing like that there's such a need for that. Um, It's transformative, it's disruptive. And that's what I highlight. I highlight people that are pioneering positive disruption. So way to go. How long have you been working on this?
0: (laughs) Um, It depends on, you know, when I like kind of demarcate that start date, but I knew I had to do something and I started like thinking about this and losing sleep every night in 2015 So, you know, the the journey truly began eight years ago where I realized I wasn't going to be a practicing orthodontist Um, at that point is when, you know, I was in residency for three years. I started taking classes at the Harvard Business School. Turns out that didn't teach me much about running a business. Um, And then I started fundraising and successfully fundraised by the end of 2019. So that's maybe the original date, maybe like four years ago. So depending on kind of how you think about it.
1: <laughs> but the idea when it started nagging you was back in 2015. So that was eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. So that is what actually hooked me okay. at the table. You said you've been working on this for eight years. And I was just like, any person that has the resilience And the diligence to continue to believe in something, um, to birth something that takes that much time. I'm sure there was obstacles. I'm sure there's been lows. And yet you continue to stick with it. That is fascinating. Oftentimes if people don't get some sort of open door or some like gratification from their idea within X amount of months, six months, three months, it's not validated like people give up because they get disillusioned because it is ridiculously hard. And yet here you are and you've already raised some money, haven't you? Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of money.
0: Yeah, we raised a couple of rounds. Um we raised the pre-seed round, the seed round, and now we're actively raising a seed extension.
1: Okay. So, before we get into more of the particulars, let's back up. Um when did you realize like I don't, did you ever realize, oh, I'm going to be more than just an orthodontist. Um, Like this, this vertical, this profession isn't, I don't know, it's not enough for me. Like, like, did, do you see yourself as a visionary entrepreneur?
0: You know, it wasn't that the profession wasn't enough for me. I, I love orthodontics. I decided to become an orthodontist when I was eight. I had my own life transforming experience. It changed my life. Um, It gave me the confidence to really like be a newfound person where I was, I was just, I was an optimized human being because of the confidence that my smile gave me. And so it wasn't, that's kind of what I wanted to do for the world. I said, okay, if I, the average orthodontist sees 288 new patients a year, if I can transform about 300 lives a year, that feels like a really good profession. Um, But So it wasn't at all that the profession wasn't good enough for me. It was in 2015 when I realized that so many more people need this than 300 people a year times, you know, the number of orthodontists in the country, 12,000 orthodontists in the country. Um, and at the same time, orthodontists are extremely expensive because they're so in debt and patients now want to go to their dentist for orthodontics. Um, so meanwhile, I was in my second year of residency and I have all my GP, all my dental friends texting me saying like, Ingrid, why isn't my Invisalign working? And I basically had just at that point learned ortho. And I was like, cause it's not this easy. It's not what Invisalign says it is. You can't just submit a case and then suddenly your patient's teeth are going to be strained. This is hard. There's no AI to replace us. And so it was really like, I couldn't exist in this world where basically no one's winning orthodontists aren't winning dentists aren't winning and of course patients aren't winning because they're not getting high quality care so it was really kind of like a commitment to the cause of like helping patients get what they're looking for and then also helping providers like have a light at the end of the tunnel you know you work so hard you go so into debt and it just doesn't make sense to me that you graduate you're in all this debt and you have no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow that's like i'm now independent i can now have you know what i was looking for so it's really kind of this bilateral mission of helping providers get what they're looking for and helping patients get the confidence they're looking for
1: so our listeners like the main thing i'm always saying to them is that dentistry is going to be great pretty much with or without them but i encourage them to be part of what makes dentistry great like you didn't have to step up when you saw something and say you know what um like why not me like why why can't i actually provide value why can't i provide a solution to a problem i'm seeing and that took sacrifice that took like discipline that, that took like probably a, a journey that was challenging um why why did you i don't know like what what mindset did you have that was like why not me like was, was it that simple or was there more to it
0: um honestly i think it's like na- naivety is that the word
1: um naivete, yeah
0: Naivete. like i just had no idea what it was going to take and what sacrifice i just knew like i can't live in this world i can't operate as an orthodontist knowing that so many people are getting screwed and i think that like naivete like just kind of helped me. I was like, oh, well, I'll learn how to build a financial model. I'll learn how to hire. I'll learn how to do all these things. Um, and then, you know, I think the biggest thing is just like, I don't let feeling fool, like a fool <laughs> get me down because every single day you're doing that. Like, you, I don't know how to build this. And then I do it and I look like a fool, but then I've learned how to do it. Um, so I think that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned It's just like, Every day, you don't know things, and if you're open-minded, to learning, and just not looking like an idiot, or not uh, being okay with looking like an idiot, then you're you're going to be okay.
1: Well, yeah, but see that that is so profound to arrive at a place like that because we're conditioned to not stand out in in a way of like we don't want to be humiliated. I don't want to be like revealed as as a fraud or someone that doesn't know what they're doing. But yet almost having that like beginner's brain and being like, hey, the road to excellence or fulfillment on any path requires that I have to learn things I don't know. And that that means there's an acknowledgement of I actually don't know what to do right now and I'm going to try my best and I'm going to fail. But that's why I always tell people like fail forward. Yeah. And like the faster you do that, the, the more you actually learn. Because learning doesn't take place in the boardroom or maybe even in the schoolroom, right, as you found out like they they might teach you um you know how to elevate the corporation and it's all very very corporate um i was even just watching a whole thing on innovation the other day about a, a, an accelerator or an incubator and it's still about like these massive corporations and how they can foster innovation in their massive company it's not at all about entrepreneurial or small business where we have we have agility we have speed we have autonomy um And at the same exact time, we can't hide behind anything if we fall on our faces, right? (laughs) You know, like that whole, hey, you know, like, thank God you you didn't mind looking foolish here and there because what you've done and what you're doing and what you've created had to get created. Like, doctor, this is amazing. I'm I'm sure you have the sense of like pride of like, wow, I've really done it. Now, what was one or two of the shocking things that maybe because you were again, slightly naive to, to how crazy it might be that you were like, Oh my God, I did not expect that.
0: Oh my God. I could, I mean, they're honestly like they're every day, like every day there's something new. Um, one or two things? I mean, what are some that are going to be relevant? Um, Just one thing that comes to mind, like raising a priced round. So I've raised two rounds so far of funding. The first one was on what's called the SAFE, a simple agreement for future equity. That was fairly easy. I was able to like Google that and like figure out like, okay, you send investors this stock, you get your wire instructions. Um, One of the craziest things was raising a priced round. I don't have a co-founder. So I kind of had to figure out everything on my own. So suddenly I'm seeing myself, you know, I'm like on this email chains with like, you know, craft Ventures, multi-billion dollar fund, um, and, you know, some of these top law firms, and they're like, okay, you know, first of all, it's like a three to six month diligence process. And they're like, my lawyers are walking me through these diligence points, just like legalese, legalese, legalese. And I'm just like, can you please translate? <laughs> please explain this to me like a five-year-old that was one of the crate. And it wasn't just like five points. It was like hundreds of points where I'm like, what does this mean? Please translate. Like it was, it was crazy.
1: (laughs) But the fact that you've gone through this, I feel like you could write a book just on this experience so far, or you could create a course and say, Hey, look, doctors, if there's something that you're wanting to pioneer, um, I've made a lot of mistakes and maybe you didn't make a lot of mistakes, but, but just like, I don't mean mistakes and like the, Oh, I went too, too long down that road, but maybe even just like, it took me a few months to distill this. But now if I tell you that shaves a few months off of your journey, you know, Um, because you really have been trailblazing. Um, What was a mindset that you had to shed over the last eight years in order to get to where you're at today?
0: It's honestly exactly what you're saying. Um, I read this quote by Thomas Edison once that was, it said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that this isn't going to work. That's, that's literally my mindset. Every single day is like, nothing is a failure. There is no such thing as a failure. Everything is a journey. Um, but there's no playbook, there's no playbook to inventing something new. So each and every day, you're just trying and trying and trying and trying. And as long as you have that experimentation mindset of like, I'm doing this, not because I know it's going to work. It's because I'm going to see if it's going to solve my problem. And if it doesn't, I'm going to try something new. Then that's, that's how I just keep going. Like there's no trying and failing. There's just experiments.
1: I love that. Again, it's that whole, like, let's put something out into the market and then get some feedback and then iterate, you Mm -hmm. know? we're, we're agile. We can change. Oh, that didn't work that well. That's not how you partner with someone. Okay. Let's try something else. You know, Oh, that, you know, and I, and I love that. Um, and I think a lot of dental professionals, um, they have like the, the, the logic or, or the intelligent, intelligence to get the good feedback, but maybe they don't have the permission. Almost like they don't give themselves enough permission to just, submit to that process like it could take a long time um learning is messy sometimes um sorry i'm just like you're just such an inspiration because you're actually doing it like so why didn't you give up four years ago why didn't you give up five years ago like how did why why are you here after eight years still going at this
0: because the problem is so pervasive the problem is i just can't i mean i I'm not even kidding. I, I I dream about this. I wake up thinking about this. I go to sleep thinking about this. Like I have so many dentist friends. I have so many orthodontist friends. I have so many non-dental friends who want confidence. And no one, I just came back from an onboarding one of our practices. And we were helping one of the dentist's assistants get set up with Invisalign. And she was just telling me her story about she's been waiting for so long she can't afford it she doesn't know who to go to and like it's that micro like that brings me so much joy to know that we're going to get her what she's looking for and we're empowering the dentist at the practice to offer that patient the care that's going to change her life and so it's just so rewarding what we can do and so i mean listen you mentioned like um, not having made that many mistakes every day. I make mistakes. Like every day is literally chewing on glass. There's no other way to put it. Like you have to be so masochistic and so just committed to solving a problem to want to do this because it is really, really hard. But if you, if you can go to sleep at night knowing that what you're doing can solve so can change so many people's lives. That's what keeps me going.
1: I'm still just trying to put the pieces together because it's like, really you you were on this path um you educated yourself you you know became an orthodontist and that is enough like that's more than enough the changing 300 patients lives a year is amazing but then all of a sudden you see something you can't unsee it's like oh there's a problem there's a really big problem and it's affecting everybody but you still bet on yourself like i i'm still trying to get that like what was there self doubt there? Because there's never a guarantee, right? That this is going to work. No one was able to say, uh, you know, Dr. Mira, you know, this is going to work. Like we know it's going to work. Like hands down, it'll take 11 years. You're going to raise this fund, and the next thing you know, you can sell it for 500 million. Like no, no one can tell you this is going to work, and yet you still decided to step out into the unknown. It almost seems like <laughs> I want to be like, what's wrong with you? Like, um, what what was that like? grappling with the unknown
0: i I grapple with it every day you know it's 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 so hard like especially in today's market of like it being very hard i mean listen like especially being like a female founder like the amount of funding going to uh women of color is ridiculous i was like the 48th woman that has gotten over a million dollars of funding ever in the United States, that's like, it's so depressing. Um, I just, I think of myself like a cockroach. I literally will do whatever it takes to solve the problem and all, I'm not smart. I, like, I had to work very hard to get to where I am. I probably had to work twice as hard as everyone else, if not more. I just work very, very hard until I figure things out. And I think I have the confidence in myself to know that even if it takes me 10, even if this thing takes me 30 years, like we will change people's lives. We will create infrastructure in this world to change the way people live. And even if it takes a long time, then I'm going to make it happen no matter what.
1: That's exactly like the conviction I heard when you were talking to those doctors. I was like, I don't know who this girl is, but she believes 100% in what she's doing. And that came through with everything you were saying. Like, where does this resilience come from, though? That the whole like, um, I don't want to say dogged, but like that—that that, like, you can't stop me. I almost like uh, the term. I guess I do want to use, even though I've used it for someone, is like juggernaut. Like, no matter what, I'm just going to keep on going. Like, is this is this who you were always just as a as a child? Like, your parents are like, wow, you know, Ingrid, you, you are resilient you know is this or did you have to just develop that
0: i honestly don't know um i think look, one thing that comes to mind is like so i'm a first generation immigrant and i had to see my parents work hard and they had to you know they had me young they had to learn english while they were putting each other through med school you know my dad was putting my mom through med school by working in a um car place whatever those car places are called <laughs> Um, my mom was working at a grocery store to put my dad through med school. So they're like very much the American dream, like, and I was born through all that. And I just saw how hard it was, like money didn't come easy and you had to work hard. And so I think like, I saw that since I was two years old. And I think that's one thing that probably I just knew that like working hard was like part of life. Um, and if you're doing it for a good cause, and I think it it just, it just gives me a lot of purpose to know that I have the ability to change lives.
1: Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's get into some of the nitty gritty. So, um, you're always ready for this kind of stuff. So what is the best way, um, for a GP, um, to offer Invisalign?
0: Oh, (laughs) um, so First of all, like I think as a GP, you have such an incredible opportunity. Like you truly have such an incredible opportunity. Like each and every person whose life you change through their confidence is someone who can change the world, you know? And I think giving someone the confidence to let their light shine um, and operate from a place of like love instead of fear is something that a dentist has the ability to do. Now, these companies that offer you the ability to straighten their teeth, make it seem easier than it is. It's not that easy. Um, I learned this two years into my residency. And the easiest way to put it is that digital teeth don't move the same way that real teeth move. Even if, you know, you get back this ClinCheck that says, oh yeah, 20 aligners, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's press accept, 3D print, and your teeth are gonna come out exactly this way. It doesn't work that way. Teeth have masses. Every Every tooth has a digital mass. Um, or a real life mass that is affected by the bone structure that they're in. Um, They're affected by the bite. How are you gonna move teeth so that patients are binding on both sides? Um, How are you gonna align the bite to make sure that the teeth aren't contacting? Long story short, it's it's not as easy as these clear liner companies make it seem. Um, So what we've done is basically build a way for GPs to offer ortho to every single patient um, through our virtual ortho platform. So yes, I'm biased. I think every GP should be offering Invisalign through TwoFront. Um, it's a way for GPs to not have to case select, not have to sell a case. They can just educate, do what they do best. Why is this valuable to you? After you, after you sign patients up, you can j- literally just say, great, I'm gonna sign you up to, for an ortho assessment with my orthodontist. My treatment coordinator is gonna reach out to you. You'll be in great hands. We offer great payment plans. And if you decide to move forward with treatment, I'll see you here to get started. Um, It's a way for GPs to focus on education, delivering the aligners and keep everyone in house. And at the same time, make a lot of money. Um, You know, the average Invisalign provider in the world over the past 23 years has treated one patient per month on average. And you're seeing 150 to 200 patients a month. Why? There's a lot of reasons. Um, GPs are, Clinically generally competent to treat 10 to 30% of cases, Um, they really don't like selling. Obviously, none of us like selling. um, And so they're not kind of pushing patients um, where we have a way to kind of drive urgency through education, um, where patients are never pushed or just educated. And that's how we help them make a decision. Um, Pricing is very, very difficult. And then the average Invisalign case takes six hours, um, which is pretty wild considering how little profit we're making. So Mm. through TwoFront, we really make sure that GPs are spending maximum one hour per Invisalign case. We take care of all the virtual visits so that GPs can just focus on educating, delivering the aligners and know that their patients are getting the highest quality care by working with a virtual orthodontic practice.
1: Yeah, that, that's amazing. Like, so is this fully operational now and and the money is just simply to scale it?
0: No, you know, we're fully operational. We are licensed in 14 states. We've got practices, you know, I was just in one of our practices in LA. We just onboarded a practice two hours ago in Oklahoma with this awesome guy who we're really excited to work with. Um, But it's, you know, we're always, there's two things we're really focusing on. How do we provide the highest quality clinical care and how do we provide the best patient experience? Those are the biggest focuses. The clinical care is there. You know, you're offering the highest quality clinical care by working with the top diamonds and Invisalign orthodontist, by working with the best product Invisalign. And we make sure we work with GPs who have at least four stars on Google so they're, you know, we know that they're treating their patients well, their patients are happy. Patient experience is something we're always, always working on. So like every single day, we're optimizing it. Just to kind of, as an example, between the time that a patient pays and the time that the um, dentist actually gives the patients their aligners and places attachments as IPR, we have 27 touch points with that patient where we're reviewing insurance with them, reviewing their check, sending them messages every time their check is ready, every time they're, you know, when their, clin- when their aligners have shipped, you know appointment reminders so it, there's really it's really really high touch because that period between the patient paying five to six thousand dollars and getting their aligners is when patients generally get buyer's remorse and so we really make sure to take that patient experience really seriously and kind of handhold them to make sure that they're really satisfied and happy with you know having paid all that money to straighten their teeth
1: well, I know if I was a GP and I'm allowing uh, my patient to get referred, you know, to someone else or or to hand off a portion of some treatment to someone else, yeah, I want to make sure that that patient is getting the best care possible. Or else yeah, it's a really bad reflection on on me and who I choose to trust, you know, what what other professionals I trust. So, the fact that you guys go through so many touch points with such care um and you're so meticulous about that i i think that's i think that's amazing um so tell me what like what percentage of patients need straight teeth
0: i'm biased um i think everyone can benefit you know they say that 99.7% of people say that um a nice smile is an important social asset uh 75% of people say that having an unattractive smile can hurt your career success You know, if you don't have straight teeth and a healthy bite, the average patient is spending $40,000 over their lifetime on dental procedures that could be prevented. You know, they're, we're all grinding, you know, we're all stressed. We're all, we're living in the age of iPhones. We're like, you know, the second you wake up, you're getting anxious, looking at your phone. So everyone's grinding. And when you're grinding and you don't have that straight bite, what's happening is you're creating wear facets. You're creating infractions. You're creating period disease any sort of crowding or spacing creates perio, which is causing like, you know, SRPs over your lifetime and if, and if not more. So I think absolutely everyone should get orthodontics and like maintain that straight teeth and a healthy bite. We're living well into our 80s, 90s. So, you know, we're trying to help our patients keep our teeth forever. So yeah, long story short, I think everyone should get it.
1: I I agree. So tell me the difference though, between um, like the mail order and the B two B clear aligners.
0: Oof. <laughs> okay, so clear aligners. Um, it's a three step process to get clear aligners into the hands of a patient. So you got to take an impression of the teeth, which is the iTero scanner impression. Um, you got to move those teeth using software, treatment planning software, and then you manufacture those aligners to get them three D printed according to the treatment plan in step two. So, mail order liners, typically they're using self-made impressions, which means that first of all, they're not going to be as accurate. The aligners won't fit as accurately as you know getting digital impressions, which means that you're going to get less accurate tooth movement. That's step one. Step two is um, they have their own you know treatment planning software that's not in this line. I tell all my dentist friends and our dental partners, and um, if you're working with an orthodontist. Who is using Invisalign software? You can treat one hundred of break, percent of braces cases with Invisalign because Invisalign software is so advanced that orthodontists can do all sorts of movements, like distalize molars for like class two and class three cases. Um, you know, using elastics, you can do, You can use clear liners for extraction cases, for surgery cases. There's no case that we can't do without that with braces you know, besides potentially like an impacted canine, for example. Um, and so for clear, for these mail order liner companies, they're using their own version of Invisalign's treatment planning software, which is significantly worse. And the people who are basically deciding on your treatment plan are the equivalent of the technicians in Costa Rica for Invisalign who are helping doctors actually create these treatment plans. So they are the ones deciding on the treatment plan. Um, And then, of course, their manufacturing facility isn't as good, so the actual liners themselves, the quality is worse. Um, But the most important thing, truly, is that there's no orthodontist designing a treatment plan, Um, the quality of each step is worse. Um, And then, of course, you know, clear liners themselves, they're only one part of the equation, you know, the other part of the equation to move teeth their attachments and IPR. Um, just like braces, you know, everyone has brackets and then wires. You can't straighten your teeth with just braces or, or sorry, just brackets or just wires. You need both. Um, tooth movement is biomechanics and that requires the interaction between two different materials. And so, you know, teeth are slippery. Like imagine plastic trying to pull your teeth down. It's not possible without an attachment. So of course, with mail order liner companies, you're not going to get those attachments. So in general, you're just going to be tipping the teeth. Which means that as soon as you finish your treatment, they're going to go right back to where that root is.
1: That was that, that was a lot and incredibly in depth uh, and very very informative. So if a listener right now uh, is like, okay, so how do I how do I learn more? How do I like I want what you have, uh, doctor, because it is so helpful. Where where would you like them to go?
0: Oh, they could just email me. You know, I would see if they're in one of our 14 states and we would just get them onboarded (laughs) or add them to our wait list. And my email's Ingrid at my two Dot com.
1: Now the 14 states, is that just, um, is that a process to eventually go nationwide or did you figure out those are the best they, okay. Okay. So, uh, there is some sort of process that does take time before you can be what, um, legal in all 50?
0: Yeah, you know, it's just a cost thing. Like, we're still a small company. So as soon as we get five dental practices that are um, signed on in the state, we onboard that state.
1: Okay, no, that totally makes sense because you got to set up the whole infrastructure and everything. Um, Okay, so this is crazy because there's like all the clinical stuff that you're sharing. And at the same time, I'm still like freaking out about how you have done such a great job. Because I'm not a clinical guy, I'm just in the business side of things, and I know how difficult it is to try to pioneer something something different to get to educate the marketplace about it um to get traction with an idea, and yet you've you've done it, so I just want to like honor you for that so here's my question in closing um, Doctor, what would you say if you're walking down the street and you see uh Dr. Ingrid Mura of eight years ago, right when you embarked on this.
0: Oh my God.
1: And you have one sentiment that you can communicate to her. What do you say to her?
0: Wow, what a question. Um, you are about to embark on the journey of a lifetime, and it's not going to match anything that you've done before this you know, to your point, like clinical is very playbook, like, you know, study this, make the A, study this, make the A. This is your own journey. um, And you're going to have to invent every single step of the way. And it's going to be the most amazing thing and the most rewarding thing you've ever done in your life. So congratulations.
1: Okay. So if that wasn't the most inspiring thing that listeners need to hear, (laughs) I mean, here you are, and you've talked about the struggle, you've talked about the eating glass and yet the cherry on the top is i wouldn't have had it any other way like no way. you're about to do the most rewarding uh thing so that's what we're we're saying we're encouraging everyone that sees a problem that thinks that they can contribute like be part of what makes dentistry great yeah and dr ingrid Muir, that is exactly what you have been doing and i honor your commitment i honor the actual change you're making i it's been so easy to honor you as an innovator as a change maker so No, like seriously, thank you so much for letting me interview you today.
0: You're so kind. Thank you. (laughs) And we haven't done it. We're doing it every single day. We're not there yet. It's a daily journey. So thank you.
1: Thank you, doctor. Thanks for listening and be sure to follow so you never miss an episode. To learn more about what's going on in dentistry, check out innovationindentistry.com.